the Greek word koinonia, K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A is used. The other three times that fellowship is used is translated from the three remaining Greek words. That's important. One of the best books you can get is a good concordance. And if you had a good concordance, you look up this Greek word and it would give you how it's used. And it's not used the same every time. That's why that uh, people have so much trouble over the head covering. That's about a thing of the past. But the word hasn't changed. But, you know, uh, the word here used in Acts 2.41 and Acts 2.42, God said here, and Acts 2.41, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them 3,000 souls. Upon baptism, they became fellow Christians, and they had something in common. The baptism was telling outwardly what God had done inwardly. Then in verse 42, And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. If I'm not praying, if I'm not reading, if I'm not studying, I'm out of fellowship. That's a hard statement. But if you just get your concordance, get your, uh, you know, a, a Greek to English dictionary, and you can see that clearly. You may not know how to speak Greek. You may not understand, you know, how to speak any of these, but we have got the ability now with, with modern, you, you know, I've got a, uh, a program that I can just type in, you know, uh, fellowship. And it'll give me all the places that the word is used. And I can take them and put them in, you know, transfer it to a lesson. And uh, so when we misuse, like one of the most misused words that we have in the Bible is that for wine. You know, and it just makes me quiver when people say, well, Jesus used wine. He said, take a little wine for thy stomach's sake. You know what those statements are? Stupid statements. They're stupid statements. Not that they're stupid. They took the fact, they took for granted without taking a concordance and finding out what word, what wine word did they use then? Herschel and I used to make wine. We made blackberry wine. We made cherry wine. You know, we made apple wine. Well, it wasn't wine when we 
would make it and drink it. It was juice. It had to go through a process. Are you telling me that Christ's blood has to go through a process before it can cleanse me of my sin? I mean, you just, you don't have to know Greek. You don't have to know Hebrew. But a little common sense really helps. And I say this with love. It's easier to learn something than it is to unlearn it. So here we find that fellowship is a place alongside the apostles' doctrine, the Lord's Supper and prayer. Its inclusion in this uh, list shows us how important fellowship is. You have a family gathering. You know, uh, I'm a few years old in Judy, but Judy can re- remember, along with Sue, me and Sue can remember <laughs> that at Christmas time, you know, the whole family met together. Thanksgiving, we meet together. And we didn't explode our difference. We were there to fellowship. Well, let's look at the beginning of the third paragraph. Today, we often consider fellowship as referring to a party or a social gathering. But this ideal is highly inaccurate when it used of the true biblical sense of the word. I don't know if this is true or not, but I used to live on 2nd Street right beside the little church where Sister Rita lived for a long, long time. There's a Christian church at the end of 2nd Street. And for a while, I noticed when I came out on Wednesday night, you know, I'd always come early, and that place would be packed. And then now it's not so much so on Wednesday night. So I know one of the members, and we were talking, I said, uh, uh, y'all have a nice crowd on Wednesday night. And he said, when we were furnishing supper, You want this building full on Wednesday night? Have a fellowship meal. Nothing is wrong with a fellowship meal, but it's wrong if you're using a fellowship meal to get people in because when the meal stops, they stop. Perhaps we can derive the best and most accurate understanding of biblical words or biblical fellowship from the way the word is used in in England. The word refers to a foundation established for the support of selected scholars called fellows. Why do we come in? Why do we have fellowship? God wants us to support one another, to encourage one another. I asked on Wednesday night, I asked on Sunday morning, do you have anybody got a prayer request? Well, I'm making a mockery of it. If I don't pray because I've asked for it, I should pray for that. Now, I'm going to tell you that I never forget that. Of course I do. You know, 
The more you got on your mind, the older you get, the more things are going. I mean, let's be, be honest. We can't think of everything. But a few years ago, you know, I wanted to get a, prior, a little prior book, you know. Put in your purse, put in your back pocket, and we would, or I would, I'd pick out that little prior book and, you know, I'm a good Pentecostal, so I wanted to put my hands on that book. Lord, you know every prior, every name here. What I'm showing you is that there is nothing wrong with using a method so that we can remember, unless y'all don't have any problem remembering. I would not remember Brother Milan's daughter if I had not wrote it down. Why? I've never seen her. I don't know her personally. But once you know somebody, but we being part of this body, we are to know everybody. And since we know everybody, there's a sinner saved by God's grace, so we need to pray for them, whether they ask for it or not. So, Word refers to a foundation established for the support of selected scholars called fellows. A fellowship usually includes a sum of money, a room, meal, awarded to the scholars to be fixed period of time so that they may pursue special studies and research. We do the same thing. We've, we've been invited next week sometime to first the lights of this month to go to Georgia to the landmark missionary Baptist church and they will <coughs> give furnish me a room they will furnish me breakfast dinner you know and because they want to have their annual mission conference well Christ says to us Come and dine. Come and dine. And don't make any difference how many remarks I make that somebody may think funny or they may think it's out of place, whatever. God calls us together to pray. God calls us together to study the word of God. And I don't say this at all, and I may be wrong and everybody else is right. But I have a hard time when that's over witness knocks on my door to say, I don't want you here. I preach to them. I preach to them. Sit on my front porch, I'll preach to them. If it's cold, I'll let them in and I'm going to preach to them. You know what happens when you do that about four times? They don't come to your house no more. And Jehovah Witness are not bad people. They're good people, like they're good Baptists, bad Baptists. But anybody that's out there telling somebody they can be saved and they shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that, only the should nots is in the word of God. And if you can't find that God said don't do that, then that's a matter of opinion. So fellowship. You've got to have something in common. I couldn't fellowship with the Jehovah's Witness that was at Jane's house. We don't have nothing to fellowship about. 
but I surely can tell them about Jesus. Now, the reason I believe I can, I've been doing this for 50 years. And if I can't talk to anybody in any denomination and tell them how to be saved, then I'm in the wrong calling. I don't expect every member to be able to do this. But I do expect because God wants us to fellowship. Fellowship. Common. What you got in common? All of us that are saved ought to have Jesus Christ in common. He heals us, you know. So uh, the first page here, we're not going to span. It's just a little background, really. But it brings us to the word church. Church comes from the Greek word ekklesia, which is defined as a call-out assembly. A church is made up of sinners that God has saved. It refers to a congregation of people called out from the general public. In the New Testament, nearly every appearance of the word church refers to a local church. You know why? That's the only kind of church there is. It's a local church. I believe that we do mission work through the local church. about to get into something that I want to discuss with the church, but I'd, I'll take up too much time off, off of this, but I'll make myself a mental note. In the New Testament, nearly every appearance of the word church refers to a local church. Rarely does it refer to all of the saved because we know there are saved people that are not in the church. John the Baptist wasn't in the church. The Old Testament's brethren weren't in the church. But we're under a different dispensation than the Old Testament is. But it sort of bothers me when when people say, well, you know, I'm a New Testament. I don't worry about the Old Testament which shows me that that individual is not acknowledging that he understands what the Old Testament is. The New Testament comes, most of it comes from the Old Testament, either word by word or the teaching. So when you say that, you know, I'm not worried about the Old Testament because the Old Testament is law. Does the law affect you? If God says that thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, that's Old Testament. But you find it also in the New Testament. We are called out from the world into a fellowship of holiness and righteousness. That's why that we don't want anybody as a member, as a member that gets picked up, locked up, 
beat their wife and kick their kids out. Saved people don't do that. Now, a saved person can do that if they're out of the will of God. But once they get help from the right people in the situation, they don't continue to do that. If they don't continue to do that, every time my kids, all three of my kids did something, I didn't spank them. But I would talk to them. And I would talk to them. Three strikes, Anthony, you're out. Three strikes, Kim, you're out. Three strikes, Jessica, you're out. I'll start disciplining them after that third time. You may not agree with that. Then if you have kids, you choose your way. If you don't have kids, you know, it's like going to the polls. You're not arrested to vote. You ain't going to vote. But the fellowship is a commitment of each to the other. I ought to be concerned if you have a sickness. I ought to be concerned if you come to me and you got a, a particular child, you got a niece, a nephew, or just a friend that, you know. You're concerned. You know, I've got two or three people that said, you know, my best friend, we graduated together, we worked together, you know, we married cousins. But I find it hard to talk to him about the Lord. We can talk about anything except the Lord. How are you going to help somebody like that? Let me tell you, Bobby. Freddie will learn Christ by what you do, not what you say. You understand that? It's hard to understand because we usually see we're still in the flesh. This flesh is always flesh. It'll be flesh up until God takes me home. And that flesh, when that flesh gets in the flesh, you know it. We need to understand that. We need to realize that. With that scriptural backdrop, let's examine some some following passages during uh, dealing with fellowship. Let's look at First John, First John, uh, chapter one, verse six and seven. You know we uh, we see this, and we see how God blesses us. You know. 1 John chapter 1, verse 6, God says, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. See? If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, I believe that a person, I don't know if they're saved. The only person I know is saved is me. But when a saved person 
acts like a lost person about 50-50, you know, or times when you're around them. But a lost person don't really worry about what Christ thinks. They really don't worry about what the preacher thinks or all of those hypocrites down at the church house. They just think about that. Well, what you've got to do is that you've got to keep your lips shut, your ears open, and have compassion in your eyes. You know, I don't know how other people do it, but, but you know, I've lost a real good friend of mine, you know, and, and she said before she died, she said, I could tell in your eyes that you loved me. It wasn't a romantic love. It was, it was just, she was just somebody that was easy to love. But we need to take this. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So what is walking in darkness? Well, we're still in First John, but chapter 2, and, you know, we see that in beginning of verse 15, you know. We see what God is talking about. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, love of the Father is not in him. See? I like that verse. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. We can like them. We can enjoy doing it, you know. But God said, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's not complicated. We, we through salvation or graduates, and now we are called into fellowship with God. That fellowship or the department, we are now, it does not allow for darkness. See, it bothers you. You want to know whether you're cruelly saved? Do something wrong. We don't have to plan it. If we live, we'll do something wrong. Does it bother you? These people that say, well, you know, everybody does it. Everybody's not going to hell for you. You're going to hell for yourself. You're going to pay your... Nobody else. So, you know, we need to understand that uh, we have graduated now, that we have fellowship. God said if say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. I've never went up to somebody who's professed to be saved that is sinning and telling him, you, you lie. But I could do that, and I've got the word to back me up. Now, the average person, but you don't know all the facts. I don't have to know all the facts. When Jesus came into my life, I'm changed. I'm going to be like a 
radiator works real good, and then one time we're going down the road and it overheats. That radiator, remember, was good. But something happened, and it overflowed. Believe me, the closer you get to the Lord, the more you want to be to the Lord, the devil has said, demons, there she is. There he is. Demons are real. I don't expect anybody. When I was in Lawrenceburg, the brother told me, he said, I wanted to study on demons. He said, don't get too deep. Man, I was getting in there. I don't ask anybody to believe it, but my light started dimming and my table raised up. And I said, called the brothers the next day, and I said, you're absolutely right. You go too far in demonology, and the demons will come to you. God said, you know, we through salvation are graduates and now we are called into fellowship. That fellowship, our department, we are now in does not allow for darkness. When we bring darkness into our life, your, your God is going to affect you. It may affect your family. It may affect your health. I don't know how God does it, but he's going to get your attention. That's why. That's why that I even brought up this this, this song. I hadn't heard it back then, almost twenty years ago, you know. But but I heard it, you know. You know. You work it together. You stay together. Doesn't our Lord deserve that much? I don't know about anybody else in this house, Brother Jim, but I'm here tonight because of God. He brought me out of places. He brought me out of bar rooms. He's brought me out of places that no man should even be in. Brought me through operations. Brought me through. He brought me through. He brought me through. I can say. I am what I am by the grace of God. And yeah, I want everybody. I want everybody to believe and to practice in their life that God is bigger than any problem you've got. I don't, I don't, don't have to know what your problem is. He's bigger. You know... We need to understand that Christ loves us. He loves us. Notice with me now in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse, uh, verse Peter chapter 1 and verse 14. God said, as obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which have called you 
is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's the way of life. Really want to find out what a person is, listen to how they talk. Conversation means your way of life. We need to understand that. He says in verse 15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, notice, be ye holy, for I am holy. You know, this body can't be holy unless I think holy things. Your thought life controls your life. You ever did to the point where you reading something, even a newspaper, you read and then and your mind goes off. Most everybody does that. But you're really in a sense of <laughs> of studying and praying and meditating. You know. When when my office was where the library is now, you know, as back then when we had a phone and we had a pager and we had this you know I had a telephone going off and my phone going off and my pager going off why? because I was praying and meditating so it just so I told the church back then don't call me from 8 to 8.30 unless it's a dire emergency because I'm going to turn everything off and it worked for a little while but you know he gets in your mind you can't Concentrate. Satan don't want you to concentrate. It's good just to read it. Learn to meditate. Learn to meditate. You know how they change it in with, with these warriors that take the, the black belt? You know. But they taught us a lot of Meditation. How else are you going to break that board? All your power gets in that hand. Who does that? The mind, mind is strong. That's why Satan wants to, you know, that's why all these diseases have came up affecting the mind. Go in, you see somebody that don't know what what's what, and you you wonder, you know, are they truly saved? Did they learn the truth? You know, it's just so that in our in our world, you know, anybody seventy five, eighty, eighty five years old, well, you know, they're going to heaven. There's going to be a lot of old people in heaven, just like the young people. There ain't no Ain't hardly no sinner as bad as an old sinner. I mean, he's gone through it all. And he thinks he owns everything. He owns his body, but that body don't belong to you. Belong to God. We need to understand that. We need to realize that. 
you know, God is, God is, is the ruler not of only this world, but He He rules your body and He rules your mind if you will let it. And if you don't let Him, Satan will sit right there waiting to jump in. We we see in in First Thessalonians five twenty four. One of the time getting away from me, but in the first. First, see, First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 24. Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. There's certain verses in the Bible that you, if you write in your Bible, mark in your Bible, I do, but... Uh, have that verse underlined because God is is telling us here. He is telling us how important that is. And then, you know, he said, Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Every time I read that verse, you know who I think about, Linda? Your dad. We had a conversation. He said, what does that mean? You know, meet the brethren with a holy kiss. Meet the brethren. Some of the young girls would kiss the boyfriend with a holy kiss. They wouldn't be, you know. I mean, that's what a teaching. That's what I was talking that Sunday. I put months of study in that, and God called him home before I ever got a chance to tell him. I'll find out when I get to heaven if I was right, but Raymond was not a hard shell Baptist. I'll bet anything I had on that. Hard shell Baptists don't ask questions, they think they know it all. I'm elected, I'm going to heaven no matter what. Let me tell you, brother, election never saved nobody. Election never saved nobody. Everybody is saved through the preaching of the gospel. <coughs> you can read these other scriptures. I've got most of them written out. But here in the second paragraph, please notice first that we must walk in the light as he is, as that is God, is in the light. In the light of the truth, two particular passages come to mind, and that's John 1, 4, and Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Now, while we may understand that we must walk by the light, 
we might further question to what light these passages are referring to. There's more lights than, than one. And we got to make sure that we, we're following the light of the world, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Now let's uh, look at uh, Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1. Now, when we see here in Psalms 1, verse 1, uh, God said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now that, that verse is telling us not to fellowship with those that are not of like faith. Those that are not saved. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, we know here that the law of the, of the Lord is his word. We delight. And that's one thing that the old regular Baptists and hard-shell Baptists do that, that is good. They would they read a lot of scripture before they start preaching or before they're talking. God tells us delight in that. And then in verse 3, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. While we may understand that we must walk by light, we might further question to what light these passages are referring to. And, and if you study Psalms 119, 105, you'll say that the word of God is the light. Because our fellowship is based on the word of God. You know, we are to have the mindset, I want to do things the way God did them the way the son did it. And you take a look at Ephesians chapter 5, 11. You know, Paul told the church that after this, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the type of person that I can to reprove them. I just don't go around them. I'm not saying you make it, but we have an opening, you know. I was invited to the supper at the, at, at the Christian church there. They said, we have supper early, so you've got plenty of time to come here and have supper and, and, and preach. I mean, you know, other than what somebody might say, food probably as good as by bankage. <laughs> you know, they're mixing the world, and you know, I just can't do that. We don't do that. If 
if it's church night and you're going anywhere, you know, you you don't go to a fellowship meal at a denominational when you can be fed the word from the church that Jesus built. So uh, the word fellowship here is a strong Greek word for fellowship, and I can't pronounce it. But this word means to participate with someone in something. That's what fellowship. Some of y'all knew my sister Frances. I had a son named Larry. Frances and Paris both were gone. Larry lives in Richmond. <laughs> and Paris used to tell his son, now, watch out the fellowship. You know. And you would think he was talking about, you know, don't take her somewhere where she couldn't go. He had the same Baptist teaching I did. And he, you got to watch the fellowship. Because if the fellowship brings you to this, to that, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of like I'm, I'll close with this. Uh, I'll pick up the rest of it and start on two. But, you know, fellowship, if you get too close in fellowship, you're going to have compromise. Have you ever invited somebody to church and they'll say, I'll come to yours if you'll come tonight? No, I don't think so. See that's not witnessing. That's exactly what I said. That's compromising. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying God, God gave me my wife. Don't need any other woman. God gave me my church. I don't need no other church. God gave me my pastor. I don't need no other pastor. That's why we need fellowship meetings and revivals so that we can extend our fellowships. I don't know. I, I've, uh, I think it was Sunday I was talking, telling y'all about the program I had. You know, it's, 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 it would have took me two or three hours to do, two or three years instead of a year. Take these, take these home with you when you don't have nothing to do or you just want to get out of aggravation. Read those scriptures over and over. God will bless you. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you.